So I just want to ask you a question. So the topic is faithful and happy, right? I want to ask you, brothers, I want to ask you a question. Very simple. How many of you want a good-looking Christian, faithful wife? One person, two, three. Five. Okay, just half. Okay, girls, pay attention, because if, he, if he's there and he doesn't want a good look. Well, good, good, good. Now, sisters, how many of you want a Christian, loving, gentle, hardworking, faithful husband? So proportion, ratio is kind of... Okay, okay, okay. Well, I can't... Wait a second. So I asked the question. It's like, uh, it's like everything in one package, right? Good looking and all that. I can't promise anything, right? My wife is the best looking, right? So, but I believe that for you, God prepared a good looking and handsome and, and, and all that. But faithful, faithful. If you want to be faithful, husband, wife, friend, church member, God's child, you can work on it. It's possible. You can be a faithful person. In fact, every one of you is faithful. The question is to whom or to what you're faithful. But I'll prove that. From the Bible, we read that we are faithful to something. We are committed to something. And faithfulness is one of the spirits uh, of one of the fruits of the Spirit. I'll read this from the Scripture. Two key passages. Thank you, Max. He saved my time. He read from Matthew chapter 25, but I want to also read from Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. If you have your Bibles, this is the key passage. Galatians 5, 22. It talks about the fruit of the Spirit, right? This is a harvest time. Like, literally, this is the fall harvest time. And we expect we expect harvest to happen in the fall we do something to grow this fruit but the results are coming later right so we want to work on something while while we are young because we will reap the harvest we will invest right now we will get the profit later and the fruit when you have the result the fruit of the spirit is love today Max was, uh, you know, referring to love a lot. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and say with me what? Faithfulness. Okay? So let's, let's focus on this part, on faithfulness. Because in order to grow this fruit, we need to do something. And if we remember the proverb, that, uh, the parable that we just read about one uh, very creative master who gave his talents to his servants, to his slaves. We have a very good illustration, sort of like a description, definition of faithfulness. What is faithfulness? And in this passage, it talks about God and his children or his servants. But I want that to be applicable in your marriage, in your daily life, in your friendship, and so on. So whatever you learn today, it will work in all those situations. Faithful people... Um, are blessed by God. We read in Revelations, we read that at the very end, when Jesus is coming back, uh, here's what the picture is going to look like. He will ride with those who are called and chosen and faithful. So God calls you by name and says, Alex, Mary, Tanya and so on, 
come, follow me. You are called. And then it says, you are chosen. Notice it's not first he chose you and then he called you like some of the very respectable teachers, Christian teachers, theologists teach that there's no choice on my side. God made a choice. He chose me. He predestined me to either die or go to, and go to hell or to heaven. That's not true. God gives us a freedom. He calls first. When we respond, he calls me chosen. I'm chosen because I responded to his call. But then in order to stay uh, in his salvation, I need to be faithful. And that's what we're talking about. Faithful people will be in heaven. And equally, unfaithful people will be in hell. So you cannot, you know, debate on whether you want to be faithful or not. You better be faithful. And uh, the scripture is pretty clear. It's also in Revelations. It's a chapter uh, before the last one, chapter 21, where it says, but uh, those who are cowardly and unfaithful and abominable and murderers and immoral. Can you imagine murderers and unfaithful are in the same sort of, not category, but in the same list, on the same list to go to hell. And they are in the lake of fire that burns with fire and brimstone. So we want to be faithful because there's a blessing on this earth, but that's also blessing in heaven. And so let's go to uh, chapter 25. You can also open Matthew chapter 25, and we will see how these servants proved their faithfulness. First of all, I want to point out that you cannot be 99% um, faithful, because if, if my wife comes to me and says, you know what, I'm 99%, I'm faithful to you. I'm like, tell me about 1%. I want to hear that. Uh, you, you want to be faithful, right? You want to have a faithful wife, faithful husband, faithful friend. And so in order to be faithful, you need to do something consistently from the beginning to the end and not go back and forth because that's unfaithfulness. That's the being un uncommitted or non-committed to something. So in this parable, chapter 25, three servants come back to their master and then bring back, two of them bring back profit, those talents that they increased. And one of them just says, you know what? I knew that you're a bad guy. I knew that you're cruel. You're the bad master. And so I just hid your talent. Here's your talent back. And here's what the master says in verse 29. For to everyone who has, more shall be given. And he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. Let's, let's take apart this, this Bible verse. So first, for to everyone who has, more shall be given. The question, for everyone who has, has what? Somebody says or whispers talent, has talent. Okay, let's put it in the, that's true. Yeah, those who have talents, the more will be given. But the third servant had also one talent and it was taken away from him. So for those, for everyone who has not just talents, but what? If I have five talents and I bring five more, what is that called? The other five talents. That's what? 
increase, somebody says profit, right? Somebody's going for business management, right? So that's a very simple term, but that's true. For everyone who has profit, God will give even more. But for everyone who does not have, does not have what? Logically, the same thing. Does not have profit. So listen carefully because this is important. If we are not bringing the increase to the Lord, if we are not growing, if we are not developing, if we are not bringing fruits, even that what he has shall be taken away. What can be taken away from the person, from anyone? What can be taken away? What? Knowledge. Okay, what else? Health can be taken. Okay, yeah, yeah, just go. That, that's the right direction. Eventually, God can take your life. Can he? Yeah, and we see that that's logically the ending of this parable. It says, throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So this is a very important thing. If we are faithful and we are bringing the prophet, God is blessing us and we will have abundance and we will be happy. For those of us who have something, but we do not bring profit. And notice everybody has something. Even the evil slave has something to start. For the starter, he has something. But he does not make any profit. So that will be taken away from him. What? We just said his life, his salvation. Salvation can be taken from a person. According to the parable, according to the teaching of the whole Bible, if we are not faithful... We are not bringing fruits. Even our life, even the salvation that God given us can be taken away. And so we have pretty much a very limited choice here. And fortunately, a lot of you chose to bring fruit for the Lord, to do something that will increase His glory and will be a blessing for you and others. But we need to be faithful. Well, now let's go back to the beginning of this parable. It says that when the master gave something to these uh, servants, he gave them according to their own ability, to each one's ability. So he didn't give to everyone equally. He didn't give to me, you know, five talents. He gave five talents to you. But I have to be faithful with my two talents or one talent, and you have to be faithful with your five. God knows that you are stronger. God knows that you will have better circumstances. God knows that you are born in this country. You have more resources. He gave you more opportunities. You have more money. You have more, I don't know, support from your parents and so on. Good church. Now you have to be faithful in that. And I don't have that much resources, but I have something that I need to be faithful in that uh, one or two talents. So don't compare yourself. You have to be faithful. In, 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 and faithfulness is not measured against each other. Faithfulness is being faithful to what God has given to you. And the wise servant, actually two of them, I like the proportion two against one. Hopefully we have more wise people. Uh, verse 16 says, immediately, say with me, immediately. Immediately, the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them. So uh, it's important to invest immediately your talents. 
as long as you are young, you have strength, you have perspective, you have a future, you need to start investing. You cannot be faithful when you wasted your time, when you wasted your money, when you wasted, you know, 10, 15 years, and then you're like, ah, I need to serve the Lord. The Lord will accept you anytime if you come uh, genuinely to Him, but you have to start serving Him immediately. And when you are serving, you are multiplying uh, your gifts. Now, one of the servants said, I don't have much. I don't know how to do this business. I'm going to go and hide my talent. And there's this saying, away from sight, away from the mind, something like that. Maybe I'm, what's that? Outside of mind. Thank you. So the, the concept, the, the idea is that if I don't see it, I don't think about it. So um, I guess I need to ask this question. What did you hide? Think about things. You probably forgot about it, right? You don't know. But what did you hide? According to the scripture, if you or I, if we think that we don't have talents, we don't have like the other guys have, that means that we're hiding something. We've been created in God's image and we have something. As soon as we come to God's church, to his body, everyone is a member of his body. There's no neutral I don't know, cells or members in the body. Everyone has a goal and a purpose, and we need to be true to that purpose. And so if you don't know the purpose of your ministry or your life, uh, that's a problem. You're hiding something, and you probably need to ask the Lord and pray and ask Him, God, reveal me. What am I good at? What should I be faithful with? And again, remember, this will be different. Because a lot of people, and myself including, I was asking the question, so what are those five talents? Is that like five fruits of the Spirit? What should I multiply? Where should I work? But the thing is, you know what God gave you. He gave equally to everyone salvation. He gave everyone equally, those who believe in Him, place in His body. But then each one is different. If I'm an eye, I cannot compare myself in any way with the leg or with the, with the finger or with the stomach. I'm different. My talents are different. Each one of your talents are different. This you know, ministry here on the stage is beautiful, wonderful, but it's so limited to think that you know, that's my ministry for life. Your ministry is more likely to be a good husband and good wife or good preacher in the place where God planted you, in your work, in your school, and so on and so forth. So we're different, but we should know what we need to be faithful in. And you say, okay, so where do I start? I want to be faithful. I want to start. Can you give me some practical steps? Yes, we have about 10 minutes, so let's look in the practical, on the practical side. Where do we start? First of all, faithfulness. In order to be faithful... Faithfulness um, is impossible without relationships, okay? If I come up to you and say, you got to be faithful to me, you're like, dude, <laughs> you, you, you have no right to tell me that. Who are you? Well, one of the pastors and the, well, maybe possibly I respect you. What do I have to be faithful with? You know, carries these chairs. Well, maybe I'll grab one and I'll just run away and that's all. 
You know, you are not going to be faithful because I don't have relationships with you. And so you, I cannot demand or ask. So these servants, they had relationships. They understood that they were bought as slaves in the master's family. The price was paid for them. You know, allegorically speaking, we also understand that we are bought with Jesus' blood into his family. And we need to start with the relationships. I cannot be faithful because often, you know what the young people start with? And not only young. Okay, I need to be committed. I need to be committed to what? Reading the Bible. Okay, let's read the Bible. I need to be committed to what? Loving others. Okay, let's have a... Why? What's the purpose of that? Well, if I understand that I'm in the relationships with God himself, he's my father. Father, I will love that nasty neighbor. <laughs> okay, that boring, that annoying brother or sister in my family or whatever. So I need to start with the relationships. If I want to start with the relationships, I need to understand that God is not just giving some kind of, you know, let, let's be friends. He accepts only covenantal relationships. Covenant Covenant is when two sides, the closest is the marriage. When somebody promises to somebody else to stay in the relationships. So God is not accepting, it's like, okay, Alex is praying to me. Well, not a bad guy, you know, I'll, I'll help him or I'll give him gifts. No, I can come to him only through Jesus and Jesus only. Amen? I can come to him and start the meaningful relationships and call him my master. And then, of course, I can move on to being faithful. Uh, brothers and sisters, I want to make um, a, a confession. Uh, how many times, so many times, I prayed and cried before God and, and, I, and I admitted that I was unfaithful to him. I, I said that, you know, you have to be 100% faithful, but... The reality is nobody ever can be faithful all the time to God. That's period. The best person, the most spiritual person is unfaithful. Sometimes, occasionally. And so God, he knows that. He, he wrote in his word. He said, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. Say, praise God. He is faithful. He is the only one who is always in that covenant, in those relationships. He's faithful. I can be unfaithful. He knows that. But he cannot deny himself. In the same verse, it says, if I deny him, he will deny me. Denial and being faithless or unfaithful, that's different. If I deliberately, intentionally choose and choose on a regular basis to be unfaithful and to go against the Lord, eventually the scripture says he will deny me before the angels, God forbid, not me. But uh, we, should not, we should not be um, going that direction. But if we are unfaithful, like Peter, like anyone, like I said, like Alex or whoever, we need to come to the Lord and say, forgive me. I, I understand that I've been unfaithful. Forgive me. And so when we are in the relationships, another important thing, number two or three or whatever you write, is to be committed. Or I like the word, not the commitment is a good word, but devoted. Devotion is the best description of our relationship with God. Uh, by definition, that means that 
devotion, ardent, often selfless affection and dedication. And that's what the Lord requires from us. And of course, that's what we want our friends to be like, like that. We want to be our future loved ones, you know, spouses to be like that. We want them to be devoted to us, to put effort into building these relationships. We need to have a dream to be, you know, better and better, more faithful to our, to our um, master. Uh, this is a different topic, but if I ask you, what is your dream? You cannot be faithful for too long if you don't make it a goal, if you don't dream about it. Uh, someone said that when you ask this question, young kids, you know, in first graders, for example, they want to be someone. They want to be, you know, this uh, person or they want to be whoever, maybe their father or mother. But when you ask teenagers, ninth graders, 12th graders, they dream to have something. So sad. To be someone, to have something. Our priorities change we stop thinking about becoming someone, becoming more uh, faithful to God, more loving, growing that spirit of the fruit. So I want to challenge you and myself today as we, tonight as we will pray to, to be um, dreamers, to, to um, make this passion for ourselves, to build these relationships and to be passionate about them. Um, I, I will read another passage from the scriptures from the Old Testament about slaves who wanted to be slaves forever. There's this term in the Bible where it says a slave forever. So the thing is, in Deuteronomy chapter 15, the situation is when one Hebrew or Jewish person sells himself or herself into slavery to another. They are so poor, they need some money. And so there was a law in Israel, for seven years you can sell yourself in slavery, make some money, and then there was a law that your master needs to let you go and give you and grant you freedom. That was a wonderful law, at least, you know, to survive for those who were like extremely poor in poverty. And so the scripture says that eventually after seven years the master needs to let that person go. And um, verse 16 in chapter 15, Deuteronomy says, And it shall come about if he, that slave, says to you, I will not go out from you, because he loves you and your household, since he fares well with you, then you shall take an awl, right? All everybody knows, the sharp object they used to um, mend shoes with it. Um, and pierce it through his ear into the door, and he shall be your servant forever. Also, you shall do likewise to your maidservant. So listen, listen carefully, because you might think that I need to go home and, you know, pierce my ear and all that. Not, 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 not that. So the concept, what happened at that point, this guy or this, this maidservant would come up to the master and say, you know what, I made some money. I don't have to uh, stay with you, but I love you. And it's good with you. It's good, good to live with you. And I was reading this passage and I'm like, you know, what's, what's, still, what's the motivation? Is it just money? Is it just a good master? Is it like so codependency? You become, you know, dependent on, on the master? Well, turns out the explanation is in Exodus. Exodus chapter <clears throat> 21. And in this chapter it says that if he, this servant, 
when he sells himself into slavery, comes alone, he shall go out alone. If he is the husband of a wife, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall belong to her master, and he shall go out alone. Whoa, that's a different situation, right? Now I have a wife, I have children, I don't really want to go uh, leave alone. But if the slave plainly, plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out as a free man, then his master shall bring him to God, then he shall bring him to the door or the doorpost, and his master shall pierce his ear with an awl. So that was a, that was a ritual, that was a, you know, a sign that this person is branded and, 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 and now he is a slave forever. My point here, I... Um, believe that we need to be interested uh, in the good stuff. We need to understand that even though God requires things, even though he's a master, he's a good master. He's going to bless your faithfulness. He's going to bless you with the wife, with the husband, with the kids, with everything what you need. But you need to prove that faithfulness and you need to willingly say, I want to be your servant. I want to be your slave. I know it's not maybe popular or hard to get this concept, but I have to humble myself. I have to, before the Lord, I have to um, crucify myself. That's the, the words from the Bible. I cannot substitute them. I have to crucify myself and, um, and be faithful to the Lord. And so besides, um, on top of these, these couple things, building relationships with the master, being devoted or committed, I want, you to point, uh, I want to point out one last thing. Faithfulness requires faith. I like how this word in English, it's actually, it has that meaning, right? Faithful, full of faith. Um, all this, what I just preached about, is impossible without faith. You cannot see these things happen. In the parable, it says, after a long time, the master came back. There will be a long time, very often, when you will start reaping these fruits of your labor, of your effort. It's hard to understand and, and get this full picture of the blessings, but God really, really, guys, has the best life for you. And it's uh, happening right now, but you need to start being faithful and live in faith. And faith comes from hearing, the Bible says. And hearing comes from the Word of God. It's not just because you read more Bible, but hearing is when somebody is speaking. There's a real person, there's a voice that sounds, and you need to start training your spiritual ears to hear that voice. So everything what we talked about right now is cool. God has the plan. He wants you to be faithful. But when, when, you, start, when you start on your own today or tomorrow or whenever, you really need to train your spiritual ears. You really need to start hearing because faith is not coming from the word. Faith is coming from the hearing of God's word when he speaks. That's why you need prayer and you need God's word. And you need to train your uh, spiritual Years. And lastly, uh, when the scripture talks about um, us growing this fruit of faithfulness, and uh, like I said, faithful and happy in my sermon, uh, we really need to understand that we get the seed 
from the Lord, but we grow the fruit. In the scripture, it says in Second um, uh, Corinthians, actually, it says that the Lord, this last verse and we will be praying, that the Lord is the one who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, and he will supply and multiply your seed. Remember the talents, the increase and in multiplication. He will multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. So we're coming back and uh, summarizing this and coming back to where we started. We want to bring the fruit. We want to have a changed character. We want to be different. We want to be faithful to the Lord. We want to be consistent in our spiritual life. Where do we start? God gives the seed. The seed comes through his word, but not simply because you read three or four or five chapters in the U version, but because you spend time talking to him. You spend time being honest with him. God, I don't know why I'm sinning. God, I don't know why you don't answer my prayers. God, I want to be more faithful. I want to do this. That conversation, that dialogue, when you build those relationships, that's where you will be more and more faithful and, um, and God will bless you. I want to pray with you. What I want to pray uh, for you. Uh, I guess I want you to be uh, really happy. I want you to be successful in life. I truly want. I don't want to just, you know, say empty words. I want you to be happy. But I also want you to understand that without effort, without sacrifice, without willingly coming to him and saying, I want to be your slave forever, it's not going to happen. You need to, you need to be committed. Guys, you need to be committed. You know what I'm talking about. If you want to make money, you get a job, you get to work hard, and you make the money. If you want to, uh, sisters, if you want to reach your goal, you know what to do. You make, you know, you set that goal, you put effort. You know what I'm talking about, but you have to be faithful. You have to be consistent. You have to be um, diligent in your, uh, in your walk before the Lord. Let's pray. I want to invite you for the prayer. I want to pray for you. Let's talk with God.